0: after I ran my first half marathon, which was the Mohawk Hudson half marathon, then I actually happened to be watching the New York City marathon. And the runner, the female runner who won that year was Mary Katani. And to see this Black woman blazing fast, 26.2 miles, I was just like, my mind is blown that she did that. That inspired me, and I knew when I saw her cross the finish line, I knew that I wanted to run the New York City Marathon.
1: Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. This is Marsha Lazarus. I'm sitting with Capital Region resident and ultra marathon runner and run coach, Pilar Arthur Sneed. So we're outside the running season, at least here in Troy, New York. But that has not kept the Albany BGR, Black Girls Run, from honoring you at their annual celebration last month. How about starting with learning a bit about BGR?
0: Black Girls Run is a national running organization. Um, Started probably about 10 or 15 years ago. And really the mission of BGR is just to get women of color, Black women out and moving their bodies because um, Black women do have a higher incidence of um, things like high cholesterol, diabetes, heart attacks, stroke, all of these various health conditions which exercise can either, you know, it can in some cases help to completely eliminate it and in other cases, it really does help minimize the amount of medications that they may be having to take. So it really is a great organization for just getting black women out of the pavement. And it's and we like to say within the group that it's not just a run group, but it's a sisterhood. And um, I think that that is really true.
1: So you know, I understand how you have run in a lot of spaces and places, where black women are typically absent. Correct. Does this mean that running is not a common sport for women of color, for black women?
0: That's a that is a that's a really great question. There is a woman, her name is Alison Desire, and she just recently wrote a book called Running While Black. Mm-hmm. And in this book it chronicles sort of the history of running over you know time and and the parallels of what was going on for black people specifically in america so while the while running was experiencing this boon and people are starting to to run all over the country simultaneously during that time black people are being literally oppressed, (laughs) right? So we have segregation. And it's not, you know, we know it's not until 1960s, something 64, when the civil rights movement really starts to, to take to take up and, and officially, you know, segregation, some of those things of segregation fall, fall away. And then Also, right up until the late 1950s, early 1960s, women in general, white women, black women, were not able to participate in sports in a formal fashion. They could do it sort of in a club way. Um, So you have all of these things that were created that were legal barriers to people of color, women, women of color participating in sports. So it's not to say that running is not a, a space for Black people, running is not a space for um, Black women. It's just that there are a lot of barriers that have, have already had to be overcome for people of color to participate in the sport at all. The fact of the matter is, is that we are here, we are participating. Some of the barriers that can uh, that can exist are that if you go to a trail race, and, and I experienced this myself. I was going to a race out in, in Utah, of all places. Utah is not known for being the most welcoming place for people of color. So, A, I'm traveling alone by myself to this new place. I have no idea what the people are going to be like when I get there. No idea. So, If you don't really know what it's going to be like when you get to a place and you don't know whether or not you're going to be welcomed, whether or not people are going to treat you poorly just simply based on the color of your skin, that's pretty nerve-wracking on top of all of the things that you need to do to just plan to get there.
1: I know you're also part of a BIPOC running team. It's Dirt dirt
0: Dirtbag's run team and or um, we just got not-for-profit status, and I believe our not-for-profit name is We Run Long.
1: Is there a difference when you're running as an individual versus running as part of a team of colleagues, and I'm assuming friends, can you feel the difference?
0: When you show up with a group of people who have had similar shared experiences and they kind of understand where you might be feeling fear, They understand that, like, this space that you're in, this trail running space, this race, this whatever, was not necessarily built for you. But you can bring all of that family, you know, comfort together. Completely different experience. Our first race together was just purely magical.
1: Pilar, you are also a professional photographer.
0: Yes? Uh, I was. <laughs> I don't know that I am now.
1: <laughs> okay. But in, in 2009, you you opened a gallery and a studio. And you ran this business up until, I, I believe, 2020.
0: Correct. Yep. Until, right up till COVID times.
1: In other words, you were self-employed for about 11 years. And having been self-employed myself, I know it, it, it takes a lot. A lot of energy, long hours, also a lot of self-confidence. Did this lead in some way to your passion for running? Is there a connection?
0: In a tangential way, as I was finishing my graduate work, my MFA, I my uh, Master's of Fine Art project was a project where I did a series of um, nudes that co-opted the images that we typically would see in um, museum environment. It was a white woman who was pictured and the slave woman who is depicted behind her, who is serving her. So I took images like this and I put myself in the, in the place of the main character and photographed myself as that person. Because if you look throughout history, some of these images that you see, you don't typically, again, you don't typically see Black women who are This this way, the person who is beautiful, the person who is to be looked at, the person who's who is receiving the gaze in a in a in a positive way. It was this this project that I started to see myself because I I had never been told that I was a beautiful person. My parents told me from the time I was yay high to a grasshopper, because of the fact that you're black, you'll have to work harder, you'll have to do better, and you'll have to show people through your accomplishments that you are something. I think that this is these are words that probably every black parent says in some way to their child. I grew up believing that because I was black, I was ugly. Nobody could, um, that my accomplishments were worth anything. So that project allowed me to start to see myself differently. And from there, I went into running.
1: I was intrigued by your saying, you become inspired to inspire others.
0: I think that my whole run career has really been that way. Initially, when I first started running, I was starting to evaluate like, is this the life that I want to live for myself? Is everything that I've been told about who I am, what I'm capable of, is it all true? So I decided to, you know, sign up for a 5K race. And then, you know, during that training process, my coach said to me, you know, one day you're going to be running half marathons and you're going to be running marathons. And I was just like, yeah, I can't even run a mile right now. But like that, One statement of like, you could probably do more than what you're doing now, even though you're not doing it now, had a pretty big impact the whole time while I was training for the marathon. And even as I was running the marathon, I didn't think I could do it. I didn't believe that I could do it. And then when I crossed the finish line, I'm crying like so crazy because I'm just like everything that I had thought about myself everything that I believed everything I had been told just completely was like just blown into a million pieces like I never knew I could do that thing so that part I think is the part that inspires other people because then they say well I mean if she could do that I could probably do that, too. And it just keeps going and going and going.
1: It's experiencing that it's possible and seeing that it's possible. Correct. And by
0: by someone who looks like you.